What is up? Welcome to the 49ers Camelot Show. What is the greatest mid-season trade in 49ers history? We're going to break down the six best in 49ers history. Of course, we're doing this because of the recent trades. Uh, just in the past month, the 49ers have made two trades uh, for edge defenders. One um, for Randy Gregory back on uh, October 6th, a uh, week after he had uh, been traded, he was able to get into the game, made an, uh, an immediate impact. Here's what Randy Gregory did in his first game. One sack, three tackles, including two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. So uh, good job, uh, Randy Gregory, right out of the gate. What's up, Bryant? Bryant's telling everybody to smash the like button. Please do so. And uh, Young, let's go Niners. Yeah, yeah, Chase Young is the other one. So they picked up Randy Gregory at the beginning of October, picked up Chase Young at the end of October on Halloween. And so we're going to see what Chase Young is able to do. This, this defense needs him. This pass rush needs him. And so it's going to be fun to, to watch, fun to see. Uh, with Bosa on one end and with Chase Young on the other. You know, it's been since 2019 that the 49ers had someone opposite of Nick Bosa who could legit get after the uh, quarterback. That was D Ford. Of course, that year uh, and in 2020, he he missed a lot of games because he had uh, what I, I think it was the back issue. And so D Ford missed a lot of time in his two seasons in San Francisco. But, um, uh, when he was there, man, he made a big difference, and that pass rush was elite. And so I just think that if Chase Young can come in and be that missing piece that uh, that they've been looking for since D. Ford, then uh, uh, maybe this defense can get back to what they were. Maybe this pass rush can get back to what they were, what we've been hoping, what the 49ers have been looking for. But here's the interesting thing. Since the 49ers traded for Randy Gregory, since since he arrived, now they played a game after they drafted him, uh, but with Randy Gregory on the field, the 49ers are 0-3, so they haven't won yet since Randy Gregory came uh, onto the team uh, as far as being, being on the field and playing. Uh, and Randy Gregory was one and three with the Broncos before he came to San Francisco. So Randy is one and six on the season. So I know he's hungry for a win. And uh, Chase Young wasn't having, uh, you know, Washington, they, they weren't having a great season either. So I'm sure that he's really anxious to, to get a win. So let's look at this. Where do these, I mean, it's way too early to judge the Randy Gregory trade. We can't judge the Chase Young trade yet because he hasn't even played. And so I thought it would be fun to look at what what I, I, I looked way back and found six, um, to, to me, the six top uh, mid-season trades in 49ers history. So um, I had five and I couldn't make a decision on uh, on that fifth one, so I went ahead and made it six. So I kind of cheated there, uh, but that's all right. Uh, there's there's no problem with with that. Um, 
But at the end of the season, we'll be able to take Randy Gregory and Chase Young and see where they're where they're at. How do they match up to these other six? So let's get into that. And number one on the list, the best. Actually, let's start at the end. I'm going to start at uh, number six. So number six on the list is Emmanuel Sanders. In 2019, the 49ers picked up Emmanuel Sanders. He caught three passes for 502 yards and three touchdowns, which isn't that great. I mean, the 502 yards, this is with the 49ers. The 502 yards, um, that was that that was impressive. 36 uh, catches, uh, not too bad. Three touchdowns isn't anything special. Um, but one, one of the things that I remember is that right out of the gate, Sanders had a connection with Garoppolo. And so there was this one uh, play in particular, I think it was his very first game, where he cut toward the sideline, uh, just a little out route, and Garoppolo threw it before uh, Sanders even started uh, started making his break. And right as soon as Sanders turned, the ball was there. It was beautiful, perfect throw, perfect catch, uh, just a beautiful play. And so... I, I think that Emmanuel Sanders was good, but the biggest thing that he brought to the 49ers in 2019 was that he helped Debo Samuel especially learn how to be a professional pass catcher, learn how to be a professional receiver. And uh, I know that he mentored him. Debo Samuel still uh, thinks the world of Emmanuel Sanders. So um, he was definitely a, a good signing. I have him at sixth, uh, the sixth best. Um, now, the reason that he's last on this list is because he only played with the 49ers for one season. If he had been there longer, maybe he's a little higher up. But uh, one of the maybe the most memorable play with Emmanuel Sanders is the one that got away. Remember the uh, in, in the Super Bowl when when Sanders got had a step or two on the defender. He was open. Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew him, and the 49ers ended up losing. If if Sanders makes that catch, then he's a legend in San Francisco history uh, if the 49ers hold on and, and win that game. If he makes the catch, it's probably a touchdown. If not, it's really close, and the 49ers have great field position uh, with a chance to win it. And so he didn't make the catch. If he did, he'd be higher on this list. And uh, so would his quarterback. I'm going to get to him in a minute. So Emmanuel Sanders is number six um, in the all-time midseason trades in 49ers history. Number five is Jordan Willis. He was with the 49ers from 2020 to 2022. He played three seasons, only had seven and a half sacks with the 49ers. But he's on this list because of a huge special teams play. And you know which one I'm talking about. 2021, the NFC Divisional Playoff game in Green Bay. When the 49ers had been losing, they kind of clawed their way back. And then late in the game, with uh, four minutes and 50 seconds, the Packers had their backs up against the goal line. They uh, had to punt. And somehow Jordan Willis gets his hand on that punt, uh, blocks the kick. Talanoa Hufanga picked it up, strolled into the end zone. The 49ers tie the game. And then 
uh, gosh, I don't remember how much time's left, maybe about three minutes or so. Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense take over and they drive about 44 yards, get into Robbie Gold's field goal range. He kicks the winning field goal as time is expiring and just a huge win for the 49ers. Great comeback. And that is the reason why uh, Jordan Willis is on this list. If he doesn't block that kick, it's possible the 49ers don't win that game. Now, maybe they would have still gone down and, and uh, tied the game. But if you remember, it was snowing. The field was getting messy. And they were having trouble. Both teams were having trouble moving the ball. Um, and so if Jordan Willis doesn't block that kick. The 49ers might not win. And so that block kick alone gets Jordan Willis on this list. And, and so... Uh, hoping you, some people are going to say, hey, he doesn't belong on the list, but I think you make a big play like that when you're a mid-season trade or mid-season acquisition, and there aren't too many of those in uh, the 49ers history uh, because until recently, that wasn't really that big of a thing in the NFL, and so um, you don't see that a whole lot but uh, in, in years past, that is, and so to, to have the impact that he had for that game. And then he also was a good situational pass rusher for the 49ers. So not uh, not a ton of sacks in his three seasons, only seven and a half. So that's, that's not going to make anybody excited. But to be a rotational piece like he was, that's not terrible. And then when you add in what he did in the, uh, in the postseason, uh, that, that gets him on the list. So number six is uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Number five is Jordan Willis. Number four is Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers uh, draft, or they traded for in 2017 on Halloween, uh, just like they did this year with Chase Young. And so if you remember back to 2017, the 49ers were terrible. They were, I actually was at one of the games when they played Indianapolis. I was at that game. And at that time, the Colts and the 49ers, I think both were winless. And the Colts ended up winning that game, um, which really stunk. It was a rainy day in Indy. I mean, they play in a dome, so it wasn't rainy inside. But but just coming and leaving the game, just nasty, rainy. And, um, and so the 49ers lose that game. And the next thing I know, uh, they, they ended up, I think... Uh, uh, CJ Beathard became their quarterback at, at one point uh, during that season. And they actually got a win with him, but they still were terrible. I think they had only won like one game. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. He came in, led them to victory in the final five games. And so it uh, was a dreadful 2017 season, but they had a five game winning streak to finish the season, came into the off season with a lot of excitement and they ended up making Garoppolo the highest paid uh, player in the NFL at that time, uh, signed him to a multi-year deal, and made him the franchise quarterback. And he deserves to be on this list. The 49ers did a lot of winning when Jimmy Garoppolo was their quarterback. He led them to multiple NFC Championship games. He led them to the Super Bowl. But the problem was injuries always seemed to derail Garoppolo season. If you look at 2017, when he was there for five games, he was healthy that season. 
2019, he was healthy, but every other year he missed a lot of games. And when Jimmy Garoppolo would miss games, the 49ers usually would lose. So it was hard for them to get any momentum. They he, he here's a high price quarterback that they're that they're relying on, and he keeps getting hurt. But then not only that, but Garoppolo had this knack for making bad plays, bad mistakes, and decisions in really tight times and in games. So in those moments where you need your quarterback to come through, he just had a knack for uh, for throwing the big interception or fumbling or something like that. And so you can make the case that Garoppolo should be higher on this list, but I think the fact that he was always injured, I mean, he was with the 49ers for six seasons. He helped bring the franchise back from some really low times. But I just think that the injuries and the fact that he sometimes would uh, make these horrible mistakes uh, that would cost the 49ers a game uh, keeps him at uh, at number four, uh, which brings me to number three because you can't quite – I mean, some people could argue that, that he should be ahead of this person at number three, but the one at number three that I have is Christian McCaffrey. And you're probably ready to stop listening because you're probably thinking, why isn't Christian McCaffrey number one? And I'm going to show you here in a minute why Christian McCaffrey is number three. But obviously, he came last season uh, in October. The, uh, he played 11 regular season games with the 49ers. He had 746 yards rushing. 464 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns uh, in those 11 regular season games. Then in three postseason games with the 49ers, he had 238 yards rushing, 61 yards receiving, 12 catches, three touchdowns. But the biggest thing that McCaffrey brought to the 49ers was what he gave to the quarterbacks, which was another option in the passing game, uh, a dump off, a person that uh, could could take screen passes to the house. And so all of those things that, that he brought, I mean, he could line up all over the field. They could line him out wide. They could put him in the slot. They could bring him out of the backfield. What McCaffrey did was huge for the 49ers because before McCaffrey, every defense focused their attention on Debo Samuel. Let's try to take away George Kittle, but if we can stop Debo, we have a chance of stopping this offense. And so when McCaffrey came along, he became the number one option. And so now you can't just focus on Debo or Kittle. Now you have to focus on McCaffrey. And when you focus on him, it makes life easier for those other receivers, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. And when you have to focus somewhere else, then McCaffrey has mismatches. You know, if you put him, you bring him out of the backfield, he's probably going to be on a linebacker. That's a mismatch. You put him in the slot um, and you're probably going to have a mismatch. So uh, just with McCaffrey, it was he changed this offense. Everybody talks about the impact that Brock Purdy had, but the impact that Christian McCaffrey had was huge, and that can't be overlooked. Um, this year, he's picked up where he left off, of course. He's currently one of the front runners for Offensive Player of the Year or even League MVP. 
Um, he has 652 yards rushing, 292 yards receiving, an incredible 13 touchdowns. And as you know, he scored 17 uh, touchdowns, 17 games in a row with a touchdown. That's including the postseason. But what McCaffrey's doing is, is pretty remarkable. And so he's at number three. And Bryant said, no, I'm still listening. Thanks for still listening, Bryant, because uh, some people probably are going to think that McCaffrey should be number one. But here's the thing. The two guys in front of him brought Super Bowls to the 49ers. The one in the number one spot brought two Super Bowls to the 49ers. The guy in the number two spot brought one Super Bowl to the 49ers. And to me, that's the ultimate, like that's why you make trades like this because you want to win a Super Bowl. So right now the 49ers aren't really concerned about if Chase Young is going to stay here for 2024 and beyond because they're bringing him in to win a Super Bowl now. And if that happens, then they're going to be legends. If it doesn't happen, then it's just going to be another one of those, hey, maybe next year is the year. But here's who I have at number two. Gary Big Hands Johnson. Gary Big Hands Johnson was a, uh, he played for the San Diego, San Diego Chargers during the 70s and in the early 80s. He was a veteran player who came to the 49ers in 1984. He was with the team in 84 and 85. He played 12 regular season games uh, with the 49ers in 84. Of course, that season they went 15 and 1. 18 and one overall and won the Super Bowl. They dominated the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but Gary Johnson helped solidify the run defense. He also added uh, as, as uh, the, to the pass rush. He had five sacks with the 49ers in 1984. He had five sacks. Listen to this five sacks. He recovered three fumbles. He scored a touchdown and a safety. He did that in just 12 regular season games. Five sacks, three recovered fumbles, a touchdown, and a safety. That You're talking about an impact on your new team. And not only that, they got into the playoffs and he added three more sacks. One of them was in the uh, NFC Championship game when the 49ers shut out the Bears 23 to nothing. And the other was in Super Bowl 19. He sacked Dan Marino when the 49ers won 38 to 16. So huge, um, huge play uh, or season for Gary Big Hands Johnson. What's up, Josh? Good to have you in here. We are going through the top six mid-season trades in 49ers history. And Gary Johnson is the one that we talked about at number two. I, when I looked this up today, I was, I remember the, that he made a big impact on the 49ers that season, but I couldn't remember that it was five sacks, three fumble recoveries, a touchdown and a safety in the regular season. Then three sacks in the postseason. Uh, one of them being in the NFC Championship game, one of them being in the Super Bowl. And so if you remember, in that Super Bowl, the defensive line harassed Dan Marino all day. He was supposed to be the guy who was, you know, I mean, and Marino was great. He threw like 50 touchdowns that season or something like that, 49, 50, and, and, and like 5,000 yards. He was incredible. 
And so the big question going into that game was, how's the 49ers defense going to stop Dan Marino? That's all we heard about, Marino, Marino, Marino. And even Walsh, you know, there's that story about Walsh in the locker room before the game just kind of moping around and saying, oh, how are the 49ers going to stop Dan Marino? And so he was playing right into that, and that defense came out and harassed him. That's what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are trying to do. They're trying to stack that pass rush so that they can dominate because when you can do that, you can really – um, you can really throw things off and mess mess with a quarterback. And so before we get to number one, let me go back and count down these. So at number six was Emmanuel Sanders, 2019, the impact that he made uh, coming in and, and, and adding to the receiver, receiving core, helping mentor Debo Samuel. Number five is Jordan Willis. He's on this list because of the blocked punt in the 2021 NFC divisional playoff game uh, in Green Bay. Uh, Willis was brought in uh, midseason in 2020. Number four was Jimmy Garoppolo, who they traded for on Halloween in 2017. Obviously, Garoppolo was with the 49ers for six seasons, helped bring them back from the dead. And so Garoppolo deserves a lot of credit for that. At number three is Christian McCaffrey, who they brought in in 2022. You really don't. You don't even have to write anything or say anything after that, because you could really just say Christian McCaffrey, and everybody's going to know why he's in, on this list. Now, the reason he's not on the list is because he hasn't yet helped bring a championship to the 49ers. And for me, if you do the list and you have McCaffrey number one, that's totally fine. But for me, I'm I'm all in this for championships, not for stats not for, hey, he makes the offense so much better. That's important. That's great. But to me, it's all about the championships. And that's something that number two, Gary Big Hands Johnson, did in 1984. He helped that team get over the hump and uh, win uh, the Super Bowl. And my number one, if you can guess this, is Fred Dean. Fred Dean brought into the 49ers. He was traded uh, from the San Diego Chargers in 1981. They brought him in, in in October of that year. His first game was against the Dallas Cowboys. So remember, this is not the, the 80s 49ers that were the dynasty 49ers. These were the 1980-81 49ers who were young. They were up-and-comers. They, they had three rookies starting in the secondary. They had a young quarterback in Joe Montana. And these weren't the guys who anybody expected to, to compete for the Super Bowl. They beat the Cowboys 45-14 to 14 and sent a strong message that they were for real and that they were here to stay. They went on to win that Super Bowl. Fred Dean brought a, uh, a lot of pass rush experience to a team that needed more pass rush. He had 12 sacks for the 49ers in the regular season. He was named first team all pro. He added another sack in the playoffs, um, actually in the, in the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl 16 if I remember right. He finished fifth in voting uh, for NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And so not only did he help bring the 49ers their very first Super Bowl, 
but uh, he's also number one on those, this list because he played an extra four seasons with the 49ers. Remember, one of the reasons that Emmanuel Sanders was number six is because he was with the 49ers for only one season. And so Fred Dean was with the 49ers for essentially four and a half years. And uh, in 1984 uh, or 1983, was his biggest season. He had 17 and a half sacks in 84. He had four in the regular season, uh, four in uh, uh, the uh, postseason, And so uh, just a, a huge uh, addition for the 49ers defense. Fred Dean, the, uh, the biggest and the best midseason trade in 49ers history. And jo- Josh said Dean was insane. He was, and then you think about how 1984 they they have Fred Dean, and now they bring in Gary Big Hands Johnson, and uh, they had some other ones. Dwayne Board was part of that group. Uh, they really got after the quarterback, and so those were fun years um, for sure. So that's all that I have today. Just wanted to go through that group and uh, and and share what because I did some research to see. Uh, what midseason trades the 49ers have made over the years and uh, decided to, I was going to do my top five and I got down to Emmanuel Sanders and Jordan Willis and I couldn't decide which one I wanted to put in there. So I made it my top six. So I hope you enjoyed that. I uh, hope that everybody has, have <laughs> hope you have a good rest of your uh, week and into the weekend, but uh, that's all that I have. Make sure that you, Uh, like and follow, uh, subscribe to the 49ers Camelot show and then rate, review, follow wherever you listen. Everybody have a great uh, week. Uh, Thanks, Bryant. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Josh, and all you guys that that were in here. So y'all have a good rest of your week.